Welcome to episode 89. It's our fifth standalone episode of the G2 on 5G, brought to you by More Insights and Strategy. Today, Anshul and I welcome Dan Rodriguez. He's the Corporate Vice President and General Manager of Intel's Network Platform Group. Welcome to the podcast, Dan. Yeah, no, thanks. It's great to be here. Awesome. Hey, I understand you're a surfer, so where, where's your favorite place to surf in the world? <laughs> oh, that's an easy, that's an easy answer. I, I would say Mexico, so down south in Mexico in the Oaxaca region. Awesome. You know, I tried um, surf lessons in Hawaii many years ago in Maui. I'm just more comfortable on my stand-up paddle in Isla Mirada in the Florida Keys. So I'll leave the, the surfing to you. <laughs> but with, with that said, let, let's jump into the conversation. Um, let's set a little bit of context. So there's no doubt that the convergence of edge, cloud, AI, and 5G are going to be disruptive elements in the transformation of next generation networks. But Dan, what should we expect to materialize over the next few years from your perspective? Yeah, so we're seeing an incredible amount of innovation across many different industries. Obviously, my role at Intel is really focusing on both the network and edge. Uh, so I'm seeing a lot of great innovation there. Uh, and I will say we're seeing digital transformation happen across many different sectors of the industry. Uh, and I think it's going to be good for the market. I think we're going to see a lot of benefits out to different users uh, as well as consumers. So first off, when you think about networks, uh, networks are truly becoming uh, software defined. Uh, they're becoming more and more cloud-like each and every day. And of course, this journey uh, really started, if you go back to 2013, with the days of network function virtualization starting off in the core network. And then obviously, we're seeing that transition out to the RAN uh, with the advent of VRAN um, as well as OpenRAN. And I think at the heart of all this is creating an open environment, an environment where developers can truly flourish. They have the right tools to create in innovations on top of, of hardware. And that's what Intel's aim is, creating a wide and robust ecosystem and provide the right software out there so you can get the most out of the hardware and get to market very, very quickly. So that's kind of the first one. But then the second one, as I mentioned, is, is that we are seeing the emergence of the intelligent edge. Um, so essentially, in the emergence of the intelligent edge, when you look at um, what's at the heart of this, it's all about helping customers, again, approve that, improve that TCO or utilize data in new and creative ways to help a service. And sometimes that could help generate uh, new revenue streams. And one of the hottest workloads we're seeing is, of course, edge inferencing or video over, or inference over video, if you will. And in that, it's going to impact so many different um, segments. It could be a simple segment, a simple use case in retail where you're just maybe monitoring foot traffic to maybe doing defect detection in an industrial factory floor. Uh, but all in all, we're seeing great pickup um, in these two areas and, and I'm very excited about what's to come in the future. Yeah, from my perspective, when you look at 5G relative to 4G and 3G, it's inherently more software defined to your point. You touched on OpenRAN and, and VRAN and so that's a great segue for uh, Anshul's first question for you. Yeah, I, I was kind of curious about your take on, you know, VRAN and OpenRAN as the hype cycle has kind of reached critical mass. Um, there, it's very compelling from a CapEx, OpEx, and operator agility perspective, but integration is going to be extremely critical. What's Intel's take on that? Yeah, so, so I think at a high level, first of all, um, when you think about the, the move to VRAN and the, or the move to OpenRAN um, is essentially... You know, this, this industry, um, 
you know, it kind of actually, believe it or not, it, it, we started thinking about this over a decade ago, this transition. And uh, it's pretty exciting to see that we're, I, I would call it an inflection point today. And the good thing is, is that we invested early in both hardware and software and early uh, with the ecosystem to be able to support, you know, uh, ease of integration and, and really get these deployments off the ground. So when you think about what we're trying to do is we're trying to create this robust ecosystem at every layer of the RAN stack. So first off, we invested in our FlexRAN reference software, uh, which has over 140 licensees today. So what that means is, is that you're going to have a lot of different choice out there in terms of RAN software vendors, which is outstanding. Second, particularly when you think about integration, that CAS layer, that cloud native infrastructure layer is really critical. And for this, we're partnering with many different folks uh, across the board, including Red Hat, VMware, WinRiver, as well as Microsoft, Google, and Rakuten Symphony. So giving a lot of choice to our customers in terms of how they want to manage uh, their networks. And then finally, as you would expect, we're of course partnering with uh, a lot of server vendors, including both uh, HP and Dell in this journey. So in the end, when you think about this, we're trying to provide this environment where customers have choice. They can choose the right RAN software. They can choose the CAS layer and the cloud infrastructure layer that they want to manage their network with and then uh, have different server vendors. And then we're pulling together this, in, this ecosystem to help ease, let's say, integration costs and simplify uh, the time to market or the speed to time to market um, to get deployments off the ground. And the good thing is that we are seeing a lot of early success. Obviously, you've heard about Verizon. Uh, recently, Vodafone just turned on a, an open RAN network in the UK that I'm super excited about as well. Great stuff. Now, I've got a two-part question for you, Dan. The first is, I understand that Intel's recently made several announcements that include hardware as a first for Intel. Can you uh, double-click into those details? Yeah, we, we, we certainly did. And um, the first thing is, is that we did make several announcements on VRAN, uh, which I'm very excited about. And when you think about VRAN, you, of course, think about virtualization first. It's in the name, but you think about that first, and that means flexibility is always uh, key. But you also, uh, you also need to deliver the right solutions uh, at the right performance uh, and power levels. And that's why we invested in both the FlexRAN software uh, as, as, as well as the hardware. And when you take a step back in this market and you think about the overall goal of the operators, it is to deliver cloud-like cloud -like scale and agility as well as have the right flexibility. So really what the operators want is they want a flexible network. So that's at the heart of all the solutions we develop and our new lineup delivers that flexibility plus it delivers it at the right uh, performance and power levels. So the two new, new announcements or new disclosures that we made at MWC is that we introduced new 5G specific signal processing instructions in our Xeon scalable processor line, um, Sapphire Rapids. So very excited about that. That is gonna deliver a gen on gen performance improvements of about 2X or up to 2X. So very significant uh, capacity improvements for VRAN deployments. And then our second disclosure is that in addition to this broad Sapphire Rapids family, uh, we're also introducing new uh, VRAN chips uh, with uh, integrated acceleration. So essentially our customers will have the opportunity um, to utilize products with discrete acceleration, uh, discrete FEC acceleration that is, or use our integrated FEC acceleration. So ideally, you know, offering our customers a lot of choice and flexibility and different optimization points as they build out their networks. 
And then the last thing that I'll mention here is that uh, the good thing here is that we also have, again, a robust ecosystem partnered with many different folks, uh, including the likes of Ericsson, Samsung, as well as Rocket and Symphony. That's super compelling. Now, you talked about the Intelligent Edge, and I understand also there's some new hardware support from Intel there as well, correct? Absolutely. Uh, so what we, what we also introduced, and this one is a launch, not just an introduction, uh, we are launching our latest and greatest Xeon D product. And this was built for the, from the ground up to support the software-defined network uh, as well as the edge. And when you step back on this one a little bit and you think about what was in the mind of our architects and the people designing the chip, uh, what they had in mind was is how, how we're gonna see a wide variety of use cases running on the edge. So this chip needed to be diverse and it needed to deliver the right performance, the right power, uh, as well as the right flexibility. In addition to you know, supporting security goals, sustainability goals, and of course, as I mentioned, supporting that hottest workload on the planet really right now at the edge, which is of course edge inferencing through the right AI acceleration um, uh, capabilities. So, when it, so with all that in mind, uh, this chip is really packed with all sorts uh, of goodies, if you will. Uh, it's got integrated AI acceleration, integrated crypto acceleration, integrated ethernet, support for time coordinated computing and time sensitive networkings. And you can imagine a chip like this or an SOC like this is gonna be able to tackle a wide variety of use cases ranging from security appliances, enterprise, enterprise routers and switches, cloud storage, of course, wireless networks, and then a wide variety of IoT-based uh, solutions supporting so many different sectors uh, across the market. So I couldn't be more excited about this product. And the good thing, and again, is, is that we have a lot of partners already lined up supporting this new Xeon D product. You touched on AI, and that's a great segue for Anshul's next question. Yeah, so Dan, you spoke about the importance of AI in driving intelligent network functions, but there's a lot of market whitewashing. What is Intel doing to differentiate itself, and what exciting developments do you see down the road? Yeah, so, so for starters, um, we just talked about Xeon D. So Xeon D has uh, AI acceleration in it that's really gonna allow us to proliferate this AI technology across many different edge use cases. So I'm very excited about that. Obviously that technology is also found in our Xeon Scalable Processor line. So really giving customers a lot of choice. So they have Xeon Scalable Processors that are the right performance and flexibility. And then for denser computing environments, easily be able to scale down into Xeon D, allowing customers to, to really scale their software uh, top to bottom. But when you take a step back on this one and you think about the broader context of AI, uh, AI was of course born in the data center of the cloud. But I will say it's gonna be everywhere. This is gonna go everywhere. And Intel's job is to de democratize this technology. And when you think about that for a moment, I think one of the things that we do best at Intel and what we've done time and time again, is we take a technology, we, in we innovate in hardware of course, but then we provide the right software that allows that technology to be easily consumed. And then we proliferate across the ecosystem. So now, now all of a sudden you have tons of developers out there innovating on top and creating all sorts of wonderful applications, helping customers either, either improve their service, improve how they, maybe the quality of their products, or of course, you know, create new compelling uh, services uh, that generate uh, new revenue. So our goal with AI is to truly democratize it and truly put the power in the developer's hands to innovate 
and create all sorts of experiences across the industry. And we're gonna do, we're gonna do this by innovating in software with things like OpenVINO as mentioned earlier, but also innovate in hardware. So that means CPUs like Xeon, like Xeon D uh, to GPUs to ASICs. And Dan, where do you see deployments happening in a network at the end at the edge? Yeah, I, I actually, um, I see deployments happening again in a, in a plethora of spaces. And I, I think one indicator that we look at is OpenVINO. So OpenVINO is of course our software uh, toolkit or, or software toolkit that really helps customers develop these edge inferencing applications. And in 21, we had 40% more downloads than we had in 20. So that shows that our software is starting to take off and there's more developers out there uh, developing on top of Intel-based platforms. And where we're seeing this is everywhere from factories inspecting products. It could be retail stores monitoring inventory levels or even monitoring foot traffic. And it could also be communities trying to create safer, more secure and smarter environments uh, for their residents. So lots of different applications. And of course, as, as you started your question, I am, um, you know, I do focus on the network here at Intel. So I'd be remiss not to talk about networking. And when you think about networking, uh, think about how, um, think about that cloud experience and that level of automation um, that we're trying to drive into the network with our network transformation strategy. And then you think about the use of AI. So you think about the use of AI to enable real-time decisions, have closed loop feedback, if you will, to better, to help improve TCO. That, that could include power management as an example, or again, extract data and utilize that data to create all sorts of new and interesting uh, revenue generating services uh, for comm service providers that really delight uh, their end, end customers. That's fascinating, Dan. I want to talk a little bit about software-defined networking as we close our conversation. And absolutely, software-defined networking provides agility, better investment protection. I kind of liken it to it's brought sexy back to networking, to quote <laughs> uh, a song from Justin Timberlake. But um, you know, from your perspective, I mean, Intel is a semiconductor giant, a leader, but what are you doing to invest in the developer community to really, you know, make software-defined networking on Intel platforms successful? Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, when you think about Intel, um, I hope people think about, um, think about us and the developer community and us, you know, really giving back to many different open source communities and standard bodies. And I think that's one of the the best things that Intel does is creating these, these open ecosystem. And obviously, when you think about what we've done, you know, there's everything from the work we did with the Linux Foundation by contributing DPDK, which I would uh, say that it's now the de facto standard for running packet processing on general purpose servers. And I think it's at the heart of what has enabled NFE to truly take off uh, in uh, communications uh, networks. Uh, but in addition to things like DPDK, and other networking technologies. We're, we're kind of busy again by innovating in, in different uh, software packages that support the edge of the network. So you of course think about OpenVINO for edge inferencing, but you can also think about something called Open Visual Cloud that we created that really supports a video production. Many of, that, many of that, those use cases will occur uh, right at the edge. So you can think about our goal. Our goal is to enable this broad open ecosystem that has access to all sorts of tools out there to get the most out of our hardware and really create that innovation spi spiral. So when you think about those things, you can think about uh, what we're trying to do at Intel, 
And, and you can think about um, how we're going to go proliferate all these innovations at the edge of the network. Great stuff, Dan. Anshul, it's been another great conversation with Intel. Why don't you take us home? Absolutely. We hope our viewers and listeners found this week's topics interesting. If anyone out there would like to provide insights on a specific 5G topic on a future podcast, please reach out to us on social media. Will is at WillTownTech and I'm at Anshul Saad. Thanks again to Intel and Dan for joining us for an insightful conversation as Mobile World Congress 22 kicks off.